This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things ag bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. In the U.S., more than 42 million people don't know where their next meal is coming from. Nearly a third of those are children. It's a reality driving innovation, and today's guest is pioneering a new approach that unites Midwest poultry producers and a distribution network to combat hunger. It is an awesome story. Welcome Hatch for Hunger Executive Director, Danny Leckie. Danny, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thanks, Mitch. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and really excited to share our story today. It's an incredible one, Danny. When I look at protein, specifically egg protein, holds huge opportunity, nutrient-dense food, Really a unique connection between those in need and the producers. Before we get into what you are leading and the innovation that's underway at Hatch for Hunger, got to hear more about your story. Corteva, former Corteva, now doing amazing work. Share more about the Danny journey. Yeah, so the Danny journey starts out um, in central Florida and from a small town, really cattle and citrus driven. Grew up around agriculture, um, really had a, a strong passion and connection to it. Went to University of Florida, got a degree in agricultural education, communication. Uh, there actually worked at the Department of Agriculture while I was in school, uh, Division of Plant Industry. Uh, funny story about that. My first uh, opportunity I had there was to help combat uh, giant African land snails in South Florida. So if you don't know about giant African land snails, you can go check it out. Fascinating. Uh, invasive species down there. So that was my first big uh, stint in, in agriculture and making a difference. But, you know, always wanted to be a part of agriculture and, and got my opportunity to uh, cut my teeth in it with Dowager Sciences. So um, right out of college, graduated, went to Charleston, South Carolina. There's worse places to go mm. right out of college. Uh, and within the year, actually made it back home. And so a year after starting in, in Charleston, uh, had the opportunity to move home and manage a territory in range and pasture and land management for Dauga Sciences at the time. Uh, so worked with cattle ranchers, cow-calf operations, but then also utility uh, companies, water management districts, Florida DOT, really making sure that undesirable vegetation, weeds, brush, sure. you know, were out of the way. And so um, that was my first kind of stint there with Dow. And then after five and a half years there, had the opportunity to um, come into uh, Indianapolis. And in Indianapolis, I worked as a U U.S. marketing communications manager, helping support the specialty businesses at uh, Dow DuPont at the time. Sure. So you could start to see the journey here. Uh, and then after that role, after a year, I moved into a U.S. product manager role, managing the nitrogen stabilizer business at Corteva uh, and did that for several years and then had the opportunity to an honor really to join Hatch. Um, was really looking for something in my career that could help me build a legacy, that could help me bring a bigger impact to society, to local communities, things that really matter to me. And so uh, I took the opportunity to come to Hatch and it's just been such a journey and, and honor to be a part of it. We got to dig into Hatch. I mean, the, the yeah. work that's happening at Hatch for Hunger, really incredible, Danny. Share more about what, what Hatch is yeah. and the business model that you're bringing to connecting food supply to food demand. Yeah. So first I'd say Hatch isn't a traditional nonprofit uh, and it was built out of an idea of, you know, could farmers who put the food on the shelves of grocery stores, put the food on the shelves of food banks and food pantries. This idea was born out of 
many conversations. Jeff Simmons, our founder and, and board chair, uh, Marcus Rust, CEO and founder at uh, uh, Roseacre Farms, Bob Krause at MPS Egg Farms, and actually some consulting advice from Mitch Daniels. Fascinating. Um, as well, who really gave the perspective of if you want to have a sustainable nonprofit that that can last, right, that has big impacts, you can't rely on donations alone. And so we worked really uh, hard to build a model that is sustainable, that's self-funding, that's based on shared value. And if you're able to base a model off of shared value for all the stakeholders involved, you create sustainable, in this case, sustainable food systems. Absolutely. That really shift from food insecurity to food security. And that's the journey that we're on today is building one of food security through animal protein that we really believe, you know, animal protein is one of the key tools to building healthier lives, healthier communities, uh, creating that generational change from, you know, the pregnant mother all the way up to the, the grandmother, right? Um, this protein in particular eggs is very valuable to those communities. Um, we've seen such a impact over the last year and growth. Uh, really with COVID and, and inflation and other factors, people really were in, in a great you know state of need. And we were able to meet that need, even through bird flu, uh, sure. high path AI, you saw prices soaring over the last year. Um, the community here in Indianapolis really came together and supported Hatch. And we raised a quarter million dollars in 45 days. Wow, congratulations, Yeah, it's big. And that's to the community, right? Those are individuals, those are businesses here in Indianapolis um, who supported our mission, not only here locally, but across the country as well. Uh, so there's people who believe in what we're doing. And, and through that, we became stronger, more resilient, and now we're uh, serving in the last 12 months, 60 food banks across 23 states. We delivered 5.1 million dozen eggs. That's over 30 million two egg meals uh, across this country um, to food banks and food pantries and people in need. And the impact continues to grow. We're off to a, a great start this year, providing more and more and more to people and getting a bigger and bigger impact. Uh, and it really goes to the hearts of the egg producers, right? This industry that supports us, sacrificing profits, putting the mission uh, at the forefront of what they do to support us and support people who, you know, maybe can't buy eggs in a store sure. or need to supplement what they can buy in a store, so. I wanna dig deeper into the business model, but I, I wanna start at the core, eggs. Yeah. So why eggs? Why did the team early on, I mean, clearly you had industry, you had Jeff, you had Governor Daniels, all, all involved. Yeah. What was the sort of impetus that said, we're going to focus on eggs? Yeah. So you you look at this industry, right? Whether it's eggs or meat or, or different things, you say, what is there an excess of? And there was an excess of medium and small eggs. Hmm. That's not typically what you'd buy in stores. Um, as a consumer, it's always large eggs, right? And so we saw that there was an undervalued product, which was a medium egg. Uh, that was an egg that could have more value provided to a producer if they donated it or if it was purchased by an organization like Hatch. Uh, and we found that there was a desire for producers to keep eggs here in the States. A lot of those medium and small eggs go abroad. Okay. They go to breaker plants, they go into liquid eggs, they go into dry or frozen for bakeries and, and different products. but. There was a desire to use this, what many producers will call the perfect food and give it to the people who would love to have it, but can't. And so we looked at medium eggs and said, this is our opportunity. 
uh, and we can maximize the value of every egg produced um, by using this model that we have today. Uh, and eggs, you know, 70 grams of protein, or excuse me, 70 calories, six grams of protein, iodine, choline, folate, vitamin A, D, B6, B12, right? It's this powerful food. We say a humble little egg can do some really big things uh, because it can. And we, we create this image for us, uh, you know, two eggs in the morning change a day, change a life. And we think about that and we think about children uh, cooking eggs in the morning with their parents, sitting around a table, creating community. Uh, it's a very different start to a day when a, a child has two eggs in their belly than, you know, maybe... Uh, no, no offense to anybody who might do this, but put pop tarts in a backpack and send them on a bus, right? Like it's a very different start to that day for that child. And that's what we want to create is that community and that sense of, you know, fullness, um, in a child's belly. Danny, you and I've got to know each other over the last couple of years. You're a dad, you have a passion for serving kids. You have a passion for this community. I want to dig into this model that's giving you a really unique chance to change those lives of mm-hmm. young kids, of single moms, of single dads. You both buy eggs and you donate eggs. Go back to that model that you shared that Jeff and Governor Daniels and all the egg producers got together. You know, this is that intersection of good and well. Hey, we can do good. We can really make a difference in kids' lives, but we can also create a sustainable business model that's driven by profit. Talk a little bit about how you strike the right balance between buying eggs, donating eggs, and sort of how the the model itself works. I'm sure there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who look at social uh, services, social programs, innovations like this, and could use some inspiration, Danny. And what you and the team have built is really incredible. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think differently, right? We talk about innovation in many different ways, but I think we've kind of invented and reinvented and really innovated the nonprofit model. So this was founded on donations. The donations are what drive our operations. The donations are what help a lot of the food banks and pantries here locally in Indianapolis uh, continue to purchase and supply nutritious foods. Uh, But what we saw was if we want to expand, if we want to grow like we have, we've gone from a regional nonprofit to a national nonprofit. The secret sauce is to create a shared value model where you can create over time a sustainable system. That sustainable system is driven by profitability. Now it's not the same profitability that a producer might get if they sell it to a a grocery store. Sure. But if a producer can maintain some level of profitability over time, you create a sustainable food system. If you want donations, you're not going to get that reliably and consistently. Right. And so what we've done is fill the gaps. We've been able to purchase, we've been able to, to provide some revenue, some profit to egg producers, and then in turn provide those to food banks or food pantries at or below their budget. And in doing that, you know, we grew the number of eggs we were delivering from 1.3 million to 5.1 million in a year. It's incredible. Just through purchasing uh, eggs. Uh, and so when you come to it with a lens of not only will I obviously take donations, but I'm going to also purchase when the whole dynamic changes the whole conversation changes people come to you now they solicit you and say hey i've got an extra load of eggs could you could you buy these do you have a home for them um and so when you create sustainable food systems for us the conversation changes from food security to food excuse me food insecurity to food security and that's the goal right of a shared value system is creating sustainable systems that will lead to change not perpetuate an issue. 
I, I think the that shift, and it, it's a subtle shift, but it's a giant shift, right? Mm-hmm. The, the shift from food insecurity to food security. We look at it here in America. We started out 42 million people yeah. don't know where their next meal is coming from. A third of those are kids, both as dads. It's just yeah. heartbreaking. You look at the, the network of nonprofits, government agencies, even companies trying to tackle hunger, trying to eradicate hunger. Yeah. Is it possible? Anything's possible, right? Um, I think we've been fighting this issue for many, many years. I'd say formally for maybe the last 50 to 60 years through different programs that have been established. But again, I think it goes back to what we just talked about. Uh, If you look at this at a lens of hunger relief, you're going to continue to fight hunger relief for decades. If you look at this through a lens of shared value and creating sustainable food systems, you're going to end this in our lifetime. Okay. That's the change, right? We're innovating the way and the lens that we look through in order to create change. If you look at something for the last 60 years and it's based on donations, government purchases, retail recovery, we continue to have the same thing happen year after year after year. And granted, there's lots of great people doing great things. That's right. Move for Hunger, 412 Food Rescue, Rethink Food. I mean, there's plenty of great companies, innovative companies who are out there doing great things, but a lot of them are based on donations. Um, Feeding America is doing tremendous things. But again, we look through a lens of food security, not hunger relief. And it really becomes this and not or structure, right? I mean, Correct. It, it's a it's a network of different pieces of the puzzle. It's going to take government programs. It's going to take it philanthropy. It's going to take innovators like you solving this problem. Yeah, there is no one cure all, right? But if you start to get a few people thinking differently, and then that complements the rest of the pieces of the puzzle that are there, we can make change, right? We got started because we saw that there was a gap in government programs providing different proteins, right? And so now we fill the gaps. We fill the gaps where one month a local food bank gets eggs, the next month they don't. Well, guess what? Hatch is there to supply them eggs that month. I love it. Um, And so when we work together, we can really create change. And I I do believe that in our lifetime, we could eradicate hunger, uh, but it's going to take a lot of people looking through a different lens and innovating the models that are out there today. As you look at innovation, as you look at the portfolio that you are operating now at Hatch for Hunger, focused entirely on eggs today. Mm -hmm. Does that portfolio get bigger? It does. It gets bigger this year. And so we're going to look at launching into different animal proteins, uh, in particular beef and chicken in the first half of 2023. Yeah, we've created the model. We've created the infrastructure. We've created the partner network in the food banks that can support it, that are saying, hey, we see what you do with eggs. Can you do it with chicken and beef? And now it's our time to come to them and say, yes, we can. And so those conversations are starting. Uh, We want to continue to, again, fill the gaps. We want to get them protein in the packages they want it, when they want it, how they want it. Uh, And so we're going to continue to grow the volume of eggs we deliver. We're going to continue to evolve our model, which we've done from donation to purchase to, to eggs, to beef, to chicken, to dairy. Uh, We're going to continue to evolve that because we believe that the relationships we have, the model that we have will allow us to scale and elevate our mission uh, and create that change that we're looking to bring to, you know, the hunger relief uh, industry, right, as a whole. Danny, there are a lot of people who are listening who may be a producer, may be a retailer, 
maybe a government agency or a yeah. philanthropic organization, all with this shared passion to make a difference in hunger. As you look at the future of Hatch, how can they plug in? How can they be a part of this innovative business model, this innovative solution to really go solve hunger? Yeah, I mean, they can learn more, right? And what we say is engage, be an advocate, and, and be supportive, right, in your communities. Find other organizations that are doing something similar, support them, embrace them, engage them, help them grow. If you want to plug into Hatch, you can, you know, go to our website, www.hatchforhunger.com. You can follow the, what we do. Um, you can reach out to us. We're always willing to have conversations, to share what we're doing. We have food banks reaching out to us saying, how are you doing this? We'd love to do this with Turkey. We'd love to sure. do this with produce. We'd love to do this with different things. What makes your model different? And it's not that complicated, right? It's just a matter of understanding the value drivers, understanding how to communicate, you know, the value and the, the value prop, right? To producers to say, hey, I'm a nonprofit, but I'm not a traditional nonprofit. Um, and so if people want to plug in, I encourage them to reach out to us, reach out to other organizations. Uh, and get involved in your community, right? There are food pantries, there are food banks all across this country, and there are many in need. Um, you know, we talk about this, but there's 50% of food pantries in this country are two plus hours away from a food bank. How can you help support that? How, how can you help bring cooler enhancement to these food pantries who may not have it, right? Get involved, get engaged, help be a solution to this problem. And don't look at this as hunger relief. Look at it as bringing food security to this country. I love it. Danny, I love your bold vision. I love the work that you're doing. The momentum you and the team at Hatch for Hunger are building is extraordinary. He's Danny Leckie, Executive Director of Hatch for Hunger. Danny, thanks for some time with us. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library of archived episodes and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.